the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The president reminded supporters there are profound stakes in the upcoming election. Each of you will have a chance in just four weeks to render your verdict on the Democrats' conduct at the ballot box. He denounced the Democrats' treatment of Kavanaugh as unfair and indecent and said Republicans need to stop radical Democrats on November 6th by keeping GOP control of Congress. Greg Clugston, Washington. A person with knowledge of the investigation says 20 people died in upstate New York, 18 of the victims in a limousine that crashed into a crowd. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm often asked when meeting with prospective clients, does radio work? Absolutely, I say. And we have plenty of success stories to share. Listeners have more ways to listen than ever. They have our new FM signal in the West Metro, smart speakers like Alexa, and our free mobile app. Listeners are finding us, so let your business be found too. Consider advertising on The Patriot and see how radio will work for you. Call us at 651-405-8800. Up next, it's the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the closer, Brad Carlson. Be sure to tune in every Saturday at 1 for the headliner, Mitch Berg. And over on Business 1440 every Saturday at 9 a.m., it's the best show on economics. It's the King Banyan Show. They are all part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network right here on AM 1280. The Patriot, a quick look at your forecast. It's going to be a cloudy day out there. It looks like the rain moves in tonight, and we could have rain right on into Wednesday program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do, uh, to do that. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I'm going to start this show like I've... Eh, Probably started the past two weeks. Well, it has been the last two weeks. The last two weeks, I have spent the entire first hour uh, talking about the Brett Kavanaugh saga, which mercifully came to an end yesterday when he was confirmed uh, by the Senate by the narrowest of margins, a 50 to 48 margin. Uh, Basically, one Democrat crossed over to vote for uh, Judge Kavanaugh to be an associate Supreme Court justice that was... Uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Senator Joe Manchin, and uh, Lisa Murkowski uh, was going to vote uh, was going to vote no, but then it turns out she voted present because Steve Daines, a Republican senator out of Montana, was attending his daughter's wedding. Now, I, apparently, it has to be a two vote margin in order for it to pass through. So Lisa Murkowski, uh, to her credit, decided to vote present, and therefore they could maintain the two vote. Uh, margin there, 50 to 48. So if you're wondering how that went. But the point is, is that pretty much passed down bipartisan lines. But as someone said via Twitter, it was at least more of a bipartisan vote of the affirmative than for Obamacare, but (laughs) for whatever that's worth. So this ends this particular saga. But what my concern is, is that this has been the beginning of some dangerous trends in our discourse going forward. 
And what I mean by that is what happened in these particular confirmation hearings and then obviously the follow-up testimony when their allegations came out that uh, Judge Kavanaugh allegedly uh, sexually assaulted Christine Blasey, then then Christine Blasey, now Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, back in 1982. And the follow-up testimony that went along with that. And the trends that were most disturbing, and I'm not the only one, obviously, who's, who's thinking about this, was the seeming lack of due process. Now, I get that in order to be convicted, he wasn't, Brett Kavanaugh wasn't going through a jury trial, okay? He wasn't going to be convicted of a crime. The threshold to be found guilty of a crime is much higher than to be confirmed as an associate Supreme Court justice. I get all that, but... That should not change the fact that the same standards, same principles should be in place. And that is that anyone who is accused of a crime or wrongdoing is presumed innocent until evidence is brought forth. And this smacks of nothing but the Democrats playing, playing games with this. Because how it all happened is Dr. Ford, when it was... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was uh, nominated by President Trump to fill the vacancy left by retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy. Apparently, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford remembered Brett Kavanaugh from their days back in the uh, uh, in the Maryland area, because of course uh, Brett Kavanaugh went to the uh, Georgetown Preparatory School. I believe uh, Dr. Ford went to a different high school, but they were in proximity to each other, where occasionally they might show up in the same social circles. She sent a letter to her uh, U.S. House member. I forget who the member of uh, the U.S. House is that represents uh, Dr. Ford's district. doesn't really matter. And then that letter was apparently showed to Dianne Feinstein's office because, of course, Senator Feinstein is the ranking Democrat in the Judiciary Committee. And this was brought to their attention early on before the confirmation hearings even got going. So wouldn't you think, and again, this is a question I, I, I've not heard a sufficient answer to. Why wasn't, because each senator gets an opportunity, if they so desire, to sit down and personally chat with the Supreme Court nominee, in this case, Brett Kavanaugh. Why was this never brought up in a private meeting? Saying, you know, Judge Kavanaugh, we had a disturbing allegation ever brought before us. A woman who chooses to remain anonymous accused you of sexually assaulting her back in 1982 when you two were high school students back in the back in Maryland, D.C. area. And then, of course, Brett Kavanaugh would have said, I I have no idea who this person is, and the reason I don't know is because I never sexually assaulted anybody. Okay, and then you can hash it out in private. And then if Dianne Feinstein wasn't satisfied with that particular answer, you know, she could have maybe shared this information with other members of the Judiciary Committee. I have no idea. But that conservative rag, the San Francisco Chronicle, and I say that sarcastically because obviously the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, hardly a, a conservative uh, newspaper. Even they came out and said what, what Feinstein's camp did was just was just below the belt. And so obviously this went forth, uh, the, the letter was leaked, and then when various uh, news outlets, media outlets started investigating it. They found out who doctor. They found out it was Doctor Ford that made this allegation. So Doctor Ford came forth before her name was leaked, before it was revealed in the media. She decided to come forth on her own and therefore give testimony. And we've said it over and over and over again. There was never any corroborating evidence. There was never any forensic evidence. Obviously, thirty-five plus years, it's going to be more difficult to come up with forensic evidence than is corroborating evidence, but there was no corroborating evidence whatsoever. And yet the big clash in the culture in this particular case was that we're in this environment where all women are to be believed. If a, if a woman says she was sexually assaulted, she has a right to be believed to which I say, well, she has a right to have her accusation taken very seriously and followed up upon and investigated and if it's still within the statute of limitations, certainly bring criminal charges. But if it's relevant to you know 
like this, this confirmation hearing, then obviously that could weigh in on whether the senators want to confirm someone who has been alleged to have committed sexual assault. And then, but in addition to the allegations, there is strong corroborating evidence to back this up. And that's the problem. There was no strong corroborating evidence. And yet all we heard is, well, women need to believe, believe. women should be believed. And that flies in the face of due process. That flies in the face of an accuser or of the accused having the opportunity to answer his or her accuser. And to basically declare someone guilty of this act without any evidence. Now, again, I get that not being a, I get that in order to be a Supreme Court justice, the standards of proof and whatnot are, are much lower than to be convicted of crime. I get all that. But again, the principle needs to remain, be, to remain the same, that the onus is on the accuser to prove this particular allegation. And obviously it was a, it was a very, uh, it, was, it got pretty ugly. And what my concern is, is this just set the stage for more, um, shall we say, bitter discourse in any political process going forward? That the standard that, in fact, Heather McDonald wrote at the Wall Street Journal over the past couple of days that the, now the future attorneys, where they're almost treating due process as, as kind of passe, because that's a culture we live in now. We need to believe women. Women have suffered in silence for too long. And and you know what? I, I get that and and that hurt and, and it just makes me heart sick to think about women who have suffered in silence for all these years. You know, women who have been harassed and assaulted and didn't feel like they could come forth because no one would believe them, or if someone did believe them, they would be encouraged to just bury it, let it go. It was, you know, for whatever reason. And it disgusts me to think that women had to live like that. And so I am grateful for the hashtag MeToo movement in the sense that women are now able to come forward and share their story. And you know what? It's drummed out some pretty high-profile individuals. You know, obviously, uh, Harvey Weinstein in the entertainment industry being being the, uh, the biggest name. Okay, uh, Charlie Rose, CBS News anchor, and he, of course he was, he's been a journalist for many, many years. Uh, Mark Halperin, who was a political commentator and NBC, some of the things that were brought forth, brought forth about him. Okay, these men who committed these acts are now finally seeing some consequences for that, and that's a good thing. But the problem is, this still cannot replace innocent until proven guilty. And I firmly believe that the Democrats just brought this forth because they felt the Republicans would kowtow. They felt the Republicans would say, you know what, we don't want to get caught up in in, in a Me Too controversy. This is just a uh, uh, this is just too white hot for us. Let's just maybe get get another nominee and cross our fingers. Hopefully, you know, let's have another get another nominee, push him through, push him or her through quickly, or let's hope we hang on to the Senate and just get another nominee after the election, whatever. And, and that, I think the Democrats are hoping that the Republicans would do their obligatory cowtown because they've done it before. I mean, there's there's plenty of history of Republicans, even when in the majority, backing down, particularly well. Look back at 2005 when the Republicans were threatening to go nuclear because they were stonewalling a lot of President Bush's federal appointees, not Supreme Court, but more lower court appointees. And just the mere exploring of that option sent the Democrats into a complete tizzy and how Republicans are upsetting norms and years and decades and centuries of tradition, da, 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 da. So then the Republicans, even though they had the majority, they still went and compromised and came up with that gang of 14. Remember the gang of 14, seven Democrats, seven Republicans, they would determine which nominees would be acceptable and put forth and other ones they would cast aside and, and, and everybody was supposedly happy. And then flash fast forward eight years later where Harry Reid, what did he do? He invoked the nuclear option for lower court appointees because he didn't like the appointees being stonewalled. So there you have it. So Harry Reid's a gift that keeps on giving. And I know the point is that people say, well, you know, when Harry Reid invoked the uh, 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 simple majority for judicial nominees, it was just for lower court nominees. It wasn't for wasn't for Supreme Court. The Republicans took it way too far. Well, no, this had this didn't have anything to do with 
court appointees per se. It had everything to do with changing the rules of the Senate, which is a 60-40 to cut off to 60 vote threshold to cut off debate for whether it be cabinet members, judicial appointees, whatever. This had to do with changing the rules. It didn't have anything to do with just lower court, lower court appointees. So Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell said it back in 2013 when the Democrats changed the rules and went with a simple majority to cut off debate for lower court justices. Mitch McConnell says, you know, someday you're going to be in the minority. You're going to rue the day that you made this change. And you know what? The Democrats are, are realizing that each and every day. So uh, this is uh, so while I'm grateful that the Brett Kavanaugh saga is over and a very highly qualified and respected jurist has been appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, this just set uh, the groundwork for uh, some yeah, rather disturbing trends that are going to take place going forward. And we'll discuss a few more of those when we come back, and we'll take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Hysterical opposition to Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court isn't based on the alleged sexual assault of a teenager in the distant past. It's based on fears of judicial assault on the purported right to abortion in the near future. The determination to defeat Kavanaugh stems from the misinformed idea that any revision in Roe v. Wade would render abortion illegal in every state in the union. In fact, even a full reversal of Roe v. Wade would give states more choice, not less. There is no chance that every abortion would become illegal, just as under Roe, no state has made every abortion legal. In the end, Americans can only come to terms with this complex issue by trusting the people of each state to make their own decisions through their elected legislatures. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the show. I am closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. 
That is the King Banyan Show, heard Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airways, AM 12 the Patriot. He's on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is a headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I'm the closer, closing out weekends. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And I did have a caller uh, call in uh, saying, uh, reminding me about the Susan Collins speech. You know, Susan Collins came out Friday, uh, gave about a 43-minute long speech, and it ultimately culminated into why she was voting yes for Judge Kavanaugh. It's out there on YouTube, folks. Just do a YouTube search for Susan Collins' Kavanaugh speech, and you will find it. It's worth the entire watch. I appreciate you that, Carol, for uh, bringing it to my attention. Uh, yeah, I... I you know what? If 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 I was given permission, I would like take an hour off and have the whole Susan Collins speech played during like the first hour of my show. It was that good. Uh, but yeah, d- definitely go check that. It is it is worth the entire uh, forty three minutes. That's for sure. Uh, continuing with the storyline, of course, on Judge Brett Kavanaugh now, Associate Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He was confirmed yesterday by the full Senate. Was sworn in. Uh, by the uh, by uh, the justice he's replacing, Justice Kennedy, and then uh, President Trump, on the way to his rally in Topeka, Kansas, signed the uh, letter of confirmation. Brett Kavanaugh will be getting to work on the Supreme Court right away this week, and yes, it happens that quickly. But I, I mentioned in the first segment some of the disturbing trends that have taken place. I mean, our political discourse has has gotten proverbially bloody and more bruising over the past decade, couple of decades, if you will. But the trends that this set was that it should be acceptable to just take an accused's word for it. Like if a woman says she was assaulted, that's it. We should believe her. No no other investigation, no other uh, evidence need more need to be presented. And again, that's not how that works in a society that believe in a country that believes in due process, a, a constitutionally protected mantra of due process, where you get to answer your accuser and evidence must be brought forth. And that was one disturbing trend where a lot of people seem to be just fine with the fact that Dr. Christine Blasey Ford said this happened to her, and that's it. And now again. I don't know Dr. Ford. I don't know Judge Kavanaugh. And both gave very, were very emphatic, very believable in their testimony. In fact, I believe both of them. I believe something happened to Christine Blasey Ford, but I don't believe it was Brett Kavanaugh who, ad, who administered it. Okay? How can that be? Well, again, I, I've said it the past couple of weeks. I, I have a feeling that it was a case of mistaken identity. Again, I wasn't there. have no idea. But what was most appalling, well, there was a lot of appalling things, but one of the more appalling aspects was people on social media relitigating this and them knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt what had happened. And it's absurd because the people who were there, the supposed witnesses who were to corroborate Dr. Ford's story, they don't even remember what happened. They can't even confirm that Brett Kavanaugh and and Dr. Ford, then Christine Blasey, were in the same house. No one, no one can confirm any of these details. And if something happened to Dr. Ford in 1982, obviously a lot of the memories are going to dissipate. So therefore bringing it forth now is sadly going to be an exercise of futility. And, and it's awful to think about that Dr. Ford is having to endure this emotional pain that she's obviously enduring. Okay, so I, I didn't really appreciate... Uh, and again, this this became a battle of political wills, political ideologies. I get that. And I didn't really appreciate my side of the aisle just throwing up a bunch of Facebook photo memes denigrating Dr. Ford. That that's not helpful. Okay? Not not at all helpful to 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 Judge Kavanaugh's case, to how you view these particular uh to particular culture wars, not at all helpful. The one thing that I was grateful for is it gave people a deeper appreciation for due process. I mean, people were aware of what it was and the general principle of it, but then they realize, you know, any accusation, even without a shred of evidence, could railroad someone's career. And what really bothered me was the response to President Trump's remark. I think President Trump made this remark 
at a Mississippi rally. And by the way, uh, again, President Trump, the Mississippi rally, basically all he gave off the impression he was mocking Dr. Ford and her accusations. Again, not helpful, not at all helpful, and just, I, I dare say, wrong. Okay, It's okay to point out the fact that she doesn't have any evidence, but to just mock her story when it seems clear to anybody who's willing to pay attention that she's had a traumatic event in her life. Again, not helpful. But President Trump, I think it was at this rally, but he did say it. He talked about, you know, it's it's uh, it's scary to be a man in these times because a man can be accused of something that he hasn't done and basically be railroaded and basically have a black mark against his name for the rest of his life, even though he's innocent. Now, again, President Trump is right in principle, but I'm not sure he has the credibility to broach this particular issue, given his own issues in the past with women. All right. So I'm not sure he's the best spokesperson to carry this particular rationale. But in principle, he's right that if a man can be falsely accused of something or just accused of something and that's good enough to, like I say, have the proverbial black mark against his name. And what in what sane and rational world is that justice? Is that fair? And a, a lot of what I've seen around my social media community is like, oh, boo-hoo, Brett Kavanaugh, this middle-aged white man has a cushy job in the D.C. circuit. So, uh, so a, uh, a middle-aged white guy who's already well-off doesn't get a promotion to a Supreme Court. Oh, boo-hoo, look at what women have been going through for for decades. Well, that to me is kind of a disturbing response to that too because injustice is injustice. I've said it before. You don't create justice by tamping on more injustices. That's not how it works. Okay, it's an injustice if someone is falsely accused of a crime and therefore it inhibits their career path and worse, leaves their reputation in tatters and they can't even travel in any kind of social circles anymore. You're trying to tell me that that's that's any less of an injustice than someone who has had a crime committed against them and never gets justice for that? Are you seriously going to make that moral argument that someone who's... I mean, there was, I remember a, a writer, Emily Linden, I believe her name was. She wrote for some some magazine. I don't, uh, don't remember which one. I wrote about this uh, last year. Yeah, Emily Linden. Uh, she since deleted the tweets, but uh, she basically came out and flat out said, you know, here's an unpopular opinion. I'm actually not at all concerned about innocent men losing their jobs over false sexual assault or harassment allegations. You know, First, assault uh, allegations very rarely happen, so even bringing it up borders on a derailment tactic. Yeah, they very rarely happen, but if it, if it is a situation where someone is falsely accused, they're just supposed to sit there and take it for the good of past injustices? That doesn't even make any sense. And what my concern is, is this kind of seems to be the prevailing sentiment among some. Because like I say, I saw all over my social media feed about no one having any sympathy for just the possibility that Brett Kavanaugh was falsely accused. I mean, they stopped short of saying, well, you know, Dr. Ford was very believable and we need to believe the woman in this situation, so Brett Kavanaugh is, is guilty of this. But some even acknowledge, you know what, Brett Kavanaugh may not have done it, but why should we feel sorry for him? He's already doing pretty well. What? Are you serious with that? We're, we're going to, we're seriously, I, I don't want to be any part of that argument of which is more morally reprehensible, someone who's had a crime perpetrated against them and hasn't received justice for it, or someone who is falsely accused of a crime and therefore it damages their livelihood and damages their personal life. Aren't, aren't both absolute, borderline tragic and awful and reprehensible? I mean, both things can be true. Yes, women have been oppressed for, for, for decades, and have been afraid to come forth and share their story, but they're more empowered today than ever, and that's a good thing. I see that as a very good thing. But it still does not justify a man being falsely accused. We don't have to tear down the male gender in order for females to get justice for past injustices done against them. I just don't understand that mentality. So if there's anything that I am grateful, I well, like I say, I'm grateful for the Brett Kavanaugh saga finally being completed, done, over, but again, these trends going forth 
about lack of due process in these particular cases and the dismissal that we shouldn't have any sympathy for for a man because he's so well to do we shouldn't have any sympathy for him because uh you know he's been falsely accused of a crime uh i don't don't understand that rationale one iota and don't really want to 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also weigh in via twitter hashtag narn show hashtag n-a-r-n show brad carlson the closer coming back in mere moments go nowhere It's our goal that what you hear on The Patriot positively affects you and your family. So we're interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Would you share your story with us? Record a video message on your phone and submit it to am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword story. For simply sharing your video with us, you could win an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. You have until October 23rd to enter. Hey, what are you doing? You hurt my ears, eh? Oh, hey, sorry, bro. I was just thinking about going home tonight. I am so looking forward to sitting in my Arctic hot tub. Going home for me these days when I get that new hot tub, it's like my little oasis, you know? Oasis? Where'd you hear that, eh? I go home with the family. I soak in my new Arctic hot tub. You never invite me. Yeah, and we want to relax, like I said. The whole family can get in there, and we're together relaxing for a change. It's like soaking away the pressures from a long, stressful day. It's awesome. Yeah, but doesn't that cost a lot of dough every month? Not! Arctic spas are so energy efficient, bro. I am spending less than $20 a month, and that was in the middle of the winter. Take off, eh? No way. That's like cheaper than a box of toques. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Chan Asin today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics we've been chatting about. Feel free to also weigh in by Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like our Facebook page if you haven't done it already. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like our page and stay up on all of the uh, updates regarding the Northern Alliance. Uh, I kind of took the first two segments to talk about how while the Kavanaugh saga is finally over, he's been confirmed to the Supreme Court, the fallout, the ripple effects could be long-lasting. And uh, we all know that the media is pretty well biased even your reporters who are out there asking questions and you know just try and supposedly trying to get both sides of the story we know they have their biases and you know we're human we have our biases we have our political ideologies we have our political bents as long as it doesn't come through on your job 
that is if your your job is to be a reporter who just asks questions and reports the news. Now I get I get it. There's different aspects of it. You know, on Fox News you have uh, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, very openly right wing, very biased. On MSNBC, you obviously have Rachel Maddow and Lawrence O'Donnell, Chris Hayes, and Chris Matthews, all very openly left. They're opinion people. That's that's perfectly fine. But it's when you your job is to actually report the news, and then you inject your own mindset into it, or you present it in a way that is tinged toward one ideology or another, and typically it's more tinged to the left. That's a problem. And Jonah Goldberg wrote a great piece uh, this past week, and uh, he just came out and said, you know, you idiot reporters are making it worse at nationalreview.com. If you want to go look it up again, go to nationalreview.com and look up Goldberg's piece, uh, you idiot reporters are making it worse. And the, and the point he makes is, look, Jonah Goldberg, we all know, is no Trump apologist. He never has been openly admitted he wasn't going to support Trump during the 2016 campaign, did not support Trump, ultimately did not vote for him, at least though he says I, he has no reason to lie about it. I mean, Jonah Goldberg lives in Washington, D.C. Even if he did vote for Trump, it wouldn't matter, okay? But the point is, uh, he's not a Trump apologist, and he always comes out and says, look, I don't like it when the president uses the phrase enemy of the people to describe the media or when he throws out something, you know, fake news. I mean, the president, President Trump is notorious for this. Whenever there's a story about his administration or about him personally that's unflattering, he'll just dismiss it as fake news, okay? Even though there is plenty of evidence and backstory to back up what this unflattering story is about his administration, but he'll just, you know, dismiss it out of hand. So my point is, is that the media this past few weeks didn't exactly cover themselves in glory, and and, and Jonah Goldberg you know, has some uh, particular examples of this. Like, for instance, interview, interviewers respond to Republicans who decry the defamation and in, in, innuendo being brought to bear on Brett Kavanaugh by asking, essentially, well, didn't Republicans start this by blocking Merrick Garland? Uh, as a standalone question, this is defensible, barely. But while I have heard this question asked over and over again, I have yet to hear anyone ask a Democrat isn't what Mitch McConnell did to Merrick Garland very different from what you have done to Kavanaugh? Republicans didn't try to destroy Garland personally and professionally. Denying a nominee a hearing isn't akin to fomenting a witch hunt or having Chuck Schumer say that the presumption of innocence was an irrelevant standard. It's actually entirely within the Senate's constitutional authority. It, must, it might be irrelevant for partisan Democrats, but since when is the burden of proof irrelevant to journalists? I can go on for pages about all this, but here's the point. On nearly every question and issue, the tenor of the press, shockingly, mirrors the tenor of the Democrats who insist that it falls to Kavanaugh to disprove the allegations. This is an understandable, albeit morally grotesque, position for partisan Democrats who have made it clear that they will do whatever it takes, again, as Chuck Schumer admitted, to block Kavanaugh. Uh, we do have a phone call on line one. Mark is in St. Louis Park. Hey, Mark, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, another great show. Um, before I, I was to give my opinion on what and when it uh, the tide changed, I just want people to know, especially all the never Trumpers out there. I was a Donald Trump fan from the beginning because I wanted a barbarian, a rube who wouldn't fold like a cheap suit, suit every time the New York Times or Star Tribune wrote a bad article or editorial about him. And this is exactly why. Um, also, uh, I think Brett Stevens uh, constantly writes uh, an, uh, never positive ever editorials about Donald Trump. But he had a quote as, I'm grateful because he's a big fat hammer fending off a razor-shot dagger. And uh, this is why people like me love Donald Trump. But, uh, but as far as the, uh, the, uh, the Mississippi speech, where the press said he mocked uh, um, Christina Ford, he was just uh, relaying the frustration the millions of us had who, who have brothers, uh, fathers, gr- you, know, grand- you know, grandfathers, nephews, sure. independents, Democrats, Republicans, mm-hmm. who, um, who, saw, who saw a 2012 report from the Washington Post, that the psychiatrist report saying she didn't know she was a, for sure assaulted and by who morphed into a person who was, who was accused of gang rape, sexual assault, drugging people at parties. It was an outrage. All Donald Trump said was, 
just express what we all felt. It wasn't mocking. And that's when it t- to turn that the tide turned. And, uh, and I'll, I'll thank you for taking my call again. Yeah, Mark, always appreciate you uh, checking in and always appreciate your input to the show. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, and, and I, and what you're saying now, you you've indicated you've been a Trump fan from the beginning, and what you're saying has kind of been echoed by some people who weren't fond of Trump, didn't support him in 2016, uh, maybe voted for him in spite of uh, not being a fan of his, or just maybe uh, went and voted third party, whatever. I, I've been hearing a lot of folks, and Brett Stevens, you alluded to, he he was uh, he came out and said, "Look, this is this is one of the few times I'm actually going to defend Donald Trump," is because. Uh, I think the Democrats fully expected Republicans to roll over, Senate Republicans. I mean, Trump didn't really have much influence on this. He put forth the nominee, and then obviously the the rest of the purview falls under the Senate Republicans. And the Senate Repo- and Democrats fully expected Senate Republicans to roll over for reasons, well, I've just stated before, there's precedent for it. But the one guy I, I think we need to give more credit to is, is Mitch McConnell, because he stood firm and he says, I'm— we're not going. We're giving you everything you wanted. It was it was reprehensible how you handled this allegation by not bringing it forth in private meetings. And it wasn't until after the confirmation hearings were finished that you decided to bring it out there as maybe one last ditch effort to try to st- destroy the Kavanaugh nomination. Because the Democrats thought they would be all they thought they would be indignant. They thought they would show some sort of moral high ground, saying. Well, we don't want to destroy the guy's life, so we'll go after his judicial philosophy. And it turns out they didn't lay a glove on him. They 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 couldn't they couldn't uh, uh, what do the kids say? Administer sick burns on him in the uh, uh, I guess his judicial philosophy. Okay, so this was this was like a hail mary for them. And what's disgusting about it is that there was. A victim, a potential victim here, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who has gone through a traumatic event, and this was just being used in partisan for partisan politics. Okay, if Democrats were 100% sincere about believing victims, then they need this needed to be addressed as soon as it came forth and said, look, we need to bring this before Judge Kavanaugh. Now, I know they didn't know Dr. Ford's identity at this particular point, but once Brett Kavanaugh behind closed doors would have vehemently denied the charges. Then they could decide what they wanted to do from there. Maybe talk to Dr. Ford and say, we want to get your side of the story because he vehemently denies this and then see if we want to go forward with it. Because it may have been, if if Democrats had any sense, big if in this particular case, I get that, they would have said, you know what? There just isn't enough here, enough compelling evidence from Dr. Ford. We've spoken to all these witnesses. She said was there and nothing has come of it. This could have all been done by the time the confirmation hearings came around. Because remember, President Trump announced Kavanaugh as a nominee in like July, and it wasn't for uh, four to six weeks later, I think, that the confirmation hearings finally got going. So they could have done all this in due time. So for those who were squawking about, well, this sham of an FBI investigation after both Kavanaugh and Ford delivered their testimony, ah, I mean, it was just a complete sham. One week is hardly enough to to compile a lot of evidence. And and there was even one story out there that said, well, there was 40-some witnesses that wanted to come forth and share their perspective, but they were too bogged down by the bureaucracy in trying to talk to the FBI. And it's just like, do you know what you just admitted there? You just admitted the government's way too big. There are way too many layers of bureaucracy. So you're making an argument there, just not the one you think you're making or not the one you want to make. You're, you're, you're unwittingly putting forth that there's too much bureaucracy that's getting in the way of running effective government. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Mark is that, you know, Trump is willing to, to, to hit back. But my, my problem with Trump has always been is that it's, it's overkill. Okay, there is an effective way to hit back. I mean, just hitting back at all is certainly a big step for Republicans. But to do it the way Trump does it, and then he gets personal, I'm sorry, that's not effective, and I will never accept that as being normal, and I won't. I will never laud that. Sorry, I just won't. Your mileage may vary, but uh, uh, I think that's the thing where Mitch McConnell star sh- had shown br- brightest is that he got up there and said, look, there's no corroborating evidence. We just have to go based on his judicial philosophy. And all the Democrats were going to vote against him anyways. Well, there may have been some red state Democrats like Heidi Heitkamp or perhaps uh, Joe Donnelly who both voted for Gorsuch. 
there was a possibility they might have voted for Kavanaugh, but this maybe scared him off. Of course, Heidi Heitkamp is is dead woman walking. She's not going to win re-election, so she just voted no to impress the Democrat brass so she can maybe get a cush lobbying job once she's uh, sent packing after November's midterms. But uh, there was nothing that the Demo- nothing that was going to change the Democrats' mind anyways. I mean, they could have done a months-long investigation and had the FBI found nothing. What what good would that have done in their minds? They were still going to vote against him. So you want to talk about a sham? The only the only objective was they were hoping to plant some seeds of doubts in some of the more moderate Republicans' eyes, like maybe Bob Corker of Tennessee or Jeff Flake of Arizona or Susan Collins of Maine, all of whom ended up voting yes. It was Lisa Murkowski who was going to vote no, but then she decided to vote present uh, instead. So... At the end, Mitch McConnell basically came out and said, you know, all you people who've been rolling around on the ground and screaming your heads off and basically saying, forget due process, we just should be- believe women, all you crazy protesters, you've done more to excite our base and motivate our base for the midterm elections than we ever could. We couldn't figure out a way how to unify the base. But you know what? Whether you're a never-Trumper or you're a Trump fanboy, fangirl, or you voted for Trump because you were a never Hillary person. The fact that that side of the aisle still held firm to the principle of due process, that is what unified them more than anything. And to, again, morally equate this to, to Merrick Garland is, is silly. Because, again, I, and again I, I'm going on record to say I would have preferred they given Merrick Garland a hearing and then they would have pointed out the flaws in his judicial philosophy and says this is why we can't, as Republicans, can't vote for him. Because Republicans had a majority in the Senate, but they chose not to give a hearing. But to equate that to just trying to destroy a man's life, what was the, I forget the gal's name, she writes for the Stephen Colbert show. Basically, as as it was about, as it was a fait accompli that Kavanaugh was about to be confirmed, she basically came out and said, well, you know, at least we, we, we went out there and tried to destroy his life. I think we, in the end, did did a good job. In in their minds, this is justified. The way they behaved, this is justification for what happened to Merrick Garland. They they see those two on equal footing, equal ground. Crazy, I know it. But uh, we come back, the final segment, we'll break down as to, um, will this have an effect on the midterm elections? I'm always skeptical that uh, this kind of news will, but we'll break that down. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline Hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 
866-767-7673. Or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-444-2013 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-444-2013 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. Progress. Uh, basically came out and said, uh, you know, because Jeff Flake, who voted uh, to get, he voted to get uh, Judge Kavanaugh's nomination out of committee, and Jeff Flake was accosted by uh, some sexual assault survivors in an elevator after he announced this vote. And Ian Milheiser, who writes for Think Progress, came out and said, uh, tell me again why we shouldn't confront Republicans where they eat, where they sleep, and where they work until they stop being complicit in the destruction of our democracy. Want to hear another one? Uh, this uh, she, her name is Cat Calvin. I guess she's a founder of Spread the Vote U.S. Uh, never heard of Cat Calvin before, but whatever. She came out and said, "Never let Collins have a moment of peace in public again." That's Susan Collins, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, who gave a very compelling speech as to why she was voting for Kavanaugh. And someone else put out a tweet saying that they're at the anti-Kavanaugh rally. They keep telling everyone to chase down Trump supporters where they eat, work, and live. These aren't idle threats. They are rallying a nationwide mob. Believe me, they mean it. Oh, we believe you. There's been evidence of it. How about the staffer for uh, Sheila Jackson Lee? Uh, Let me see. I uh, had that story up earlier. I apologize for that. Basically, there was a congressional staffer who's worked with uh, many prominent Democrats on the Hill, put out the private information of certain members of Congress. Yeah, this is from Beth Bauman at Town Hall. Capitol Police on Wednesday evening arrested a Democratic congressional staffer who allegedly doxed a handful of Republican senators and then posted their personal information online. Jackson Costco, age 27, was charged with making public restricted personal information, witness tampering, threats in interstate communication, unauthorized access of a government computer, identity theft, second-degree burglary, and unlawful entry, although additional charges could be added. Costco most recently worked for Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat out of Texas, but has also been a staffer with Senator Maggie Hassan, a Democrat of New Hampshire, and former Senator Barbara Boxer, a Democrat out of California. These charges come after Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's home addresses in Kentucky and Washington, D.C. were added to his public Wikipedia page. So, yeah, we believe it. We, we absolutely believe that this is what they plan on doing, is harassing Republicans. And we've seen evidence of it. Steve Scalise was shot on a football, uh, baseball field a little over a year ago. Rand Paul was attacked by his neighbor and wanted up with several broken ribs. So, yeah, we believe it. We absolutely believe it. Uh, we only have a couple minutes to go this segment. We do want to get to a uh, final call. Bob, I apologize. only have a few minutes uh, to go, but you are on line one. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Oh, thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you, did you say about 20 minutes ago that false rape allegations are rare? 
Well, um, define rare, I guess. Well, okay, 2% is the common belief. And that's a, I, that, I, that's a and, false stat, yes. I, I'm aware of that, and, yes. Yeah. You covered that last week where Michelle Malkin has a YouTube video titled yep. The Truth About False Rape Allegations. Mm-hmm. She gives between 8 and 41%, depending on the jurisdiction or the time. Well, it seems, you know, like the average, if you listen to her, it's about, I don't know, 15 20%. So they're more common than people believe, and people... Uh, women sometimes lie for all kinds of reasons, uh, desire to get attention. But on the other hand, we don't want to go to the other extreme and, you know, disbelieve true victims. I think we need to keep that balance. Yep. You know, yeah, you're exactly right. Appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah. I, I guess, um, I guess I was speaking in the context of if I had to guess, and again, I don't know any hard data on this. I could be proven wrong. And if I am wrong, Hey, anybody feel free to call me up, send me an email, send me a tweet, whatever. But my instinct is is that false allegations of sexual assault are not as common as a woman being assaulted and therefore feeling she can't come forward to report it. And again, we saw that just horrific story in the Star Tribune a couple of months ago where there, I believe it was uh, City of Minneapolis, one of the jurisdictions in the Twin Cities where uh, they basically bungled these rape cases where they're not being properly investigated. And it's just, it's disgusting to think about that it's it's bad enough that you go through this horrific emotional trauma being sexually assaulted and then the folks who are supposed to protect and serve basically bungle the investigation. It's just, talk about piling on. So uh, when I say, yeah, when I say rare, I'm talking within the context of, you know, as compared to maybe some reports that, aren't being properly investigated, properly reported on. So, uh, but I appreciate the call, Bob. Thanks very much. And again, I don't have any hard data on that, but my point is, and I've made the point during the show, this particular program, it's it's irrelevant because if someone is falsely accused, how is that any less morally reprehensible than someone who has been a genuine victim of assault and yet hasn't been believed and, had, and it hasn't been properly investigated? I don't know how you make the case of which is more morally reprehensible. So that's my overall argument. Uh, hour number one in the can, hour number two, coming up in mere moments right here. AM 12 to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back with another full hour on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Closing time. If you're anything like me, the Summer Road Construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now is the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local, family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service, and we do all the billing, all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage, and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. 
Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Who's who in the midterms? What do they stand for? And how will it affect my family? Will they cut taxes? Fix health care? If you have a stress headache from all the noise of the midterms, consider the Battleground Talkers Tour your remedy. Remedy. Get the facts from Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, and Michael Medved. October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. VIP tickets are sold out, but preferred seating and general admission are available at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Three-star general Michael J Flynn head of the Pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.